I hate that movie. <laughs> so creepy. Um, yeah, so welcome to the Party Pooper Podcast. It's going to be our first episode of October. Happy International Podcast Day. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. And yeah, we're doing the September wrap-up. So what is the podcast about? Hmm. Uh... This throws me every time. I think, I think I've said it already. It's kind of like a lot of nothing and a little bit of something. I think that's pretty <laughs> much the only way I can okay. describe it. I'm sticking with that. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll update our website and just change the official description. No, you don't have to do okay. that. <laughs> a lot of nothing and a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. You going to give me some ASMR? Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd like to open my beer. I've got... Um, Oin Brewing Company, Dark Matter, which is like when we moved here, this became my favorite local beer. So this is this would be like my go-to beer if I didn't if I was just out and I didn't know what mm-hmm. to get. This is definitely what I would go for. So here we go. Get your ASMR ready. I don't know if I don't know if that I think was a little little flat. Yeah, <laughs> on a scale of like all my ASMRs, that one was probably off the, the scale. Worst, yeah. <laughs> Fell off the scale. It didn't make it onto the scale. <laughs> I'm actually gonna pour this one in a glass though, because it's a really nice dark feeling beer. fancy. Yeah, and uh, I got to keep up because Alethea has got a glass of wine. So, well, I haven't even touched it yet. I don't want to be shown up. Actually, you- one day I would really like to have a nice set of paints. And I would really like to try painting again. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you, I wasn't sure if you said pants. Well, that too. Or, but no, I was saying paints. And I just, I really like that, that can. I like the colors. I like the. Oh, well, I will post a photo of this can, but um, the, the actual artwork for the beer, because they originally uh, brewed it and bottled it in a glass bottle. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, like the label on the bottle is done really nice and it's printed really well. And something happened when they printed it on the can, but like the colors kind of got washed out a bit on the yeah, mountains well, and stuff. Yeah, I think it's just the on the aluminum. It's just the way it came out. Yeah, so it didn't come out great. So in the photo that I have, it doesn't look stellar because of the way it's washed out or whatever, but it's a very good beer. So yeah. despite the artwork not being perfect, um, it's, it's still good. Well, it's so. perfect than either one of us could well maybe me because i've seen your bird picture which is awesome yeah i'm i'm uh i i don't paint but we went to like a paint night one time and it turns out i'm really good yeah and i was like i got compliments by the teacher not good and i was very like damn i wish it was the other way around i wish i would have pleasantly surprised myself but my bird just looked like a fat like 
pile of clay. No, not clay, paint. <laughs> but I was, I, I was disappointed. In I myself. took Alethea's uh, painting, and it's in it's beside my desk now, keeping me company. So I um, like it. I want to be good at something. <laughs> Anyways, I'd like to keep practicing. So what do you have, though? I have uh, the, what did I say? It was the White Seas from 40 Knots. Yeah, it smelled really nice. Yeah. Oh, I will take a sip. I didn't even take a sip yet. I don't have any ASMR for anybody, but. I'll just, I'll describe her. Right? She's drinking it right now. She's uh, smacking her lips a little bit. She's smiling. Uh, yeah, hit me, hit me in my cheeks. <laughs> I like it. It's not too sweet. Good. So you did say that it is uh, International Podcast Day. Yes, that is correct. Um, I recently found out about a brand new podcast that's probably probably only has a handful of listeners. It's just some random person that I interacted with on Reddit, mm-hmm. and um, they were posting in uh, the podcasting subreddit, and I just listened to it because he was looking for feedback, and I was like, wow, this is actually a really good podcast. So um, it's called Music Minute with Migs. Oh. It used to be called like Music Minute with Ya yeah Boy Migs. Ya yeah Boy Migs. Because his, his username's Ya yeah Boy Migs, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. And um, all he does is he, uh, like, he currently only has two episodes posted, and they're, it's like a two parter. So what he's doing is for the first two episodes, he's basically reviewing, but also giving tons of background information about uh, a music album. And he did uh, Lupe Fiasco's oh, uh, nice. Lasers album. And uh, it's cool because um, I hadn't really listened to Lupe Fiasco before. Oh. And um, the way that he does the podcast is like he's talking about the story behind like all the songs and like what was going on in Lupe's life at the time and like what was happening with like the record label and and you know, what each of the, he goes into like the meaning of each of the songs and he has like way more information than I expected. And so it was actually kind of cool because you go on a little journey and he's not just, he's not just picking and choosing random stuff. He actually goes through each song and, and talks about it like the album is a story, which is cool because nowadays, you know, like growing up, it was all about albums. Like I remember, you know, you'd have a cassette or a CD or maybe even a vinyl or of something, and you would listen to the whole thing through. And when a, an artist released a piece of music, like they released it as a collection of songs, and those songs had to flow with each other, and it was like one story, even if you had your favorites or whatever. And so nowadays, there's all these singles being released all the time, or you only hear that one random song and not as many, I doubt as many people are listening to like entire albums, you know, from start to finish or whatever and listening to it as like a collective piece of work. So it's really cool to go back and uh, for Migs to go back and, and look at, you know, a full body of work as an album and go over maybe some songs that even if you were a fan of Lupe Fiasco, maybe you were like, oh, hey, I didn't realize like yeah. the album had all these other songs and it's really cool. Yeah. I uh, There's a couple of, of podcasts I listen to that, that kind of do that. So I'd be interested in getting another one because then you really have a wide spectrum of yeah. of uh, you know, of music. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to find it and I cannot. <laughs> so are you sure that's what it's called? Music Minute with Migs. Yeah. 
And MIGS is like M-I-G-S? M-I-G-Z. Aha. Well, I'm glad you looked it up because then if people at home are looking it up, they may, may have not found it. So that's my bad. It's called The Music Minute with me. Okay. All right. Well. No, I'm just saying because like I was like, why can't I find this? This is very strange. Like. Yeah. Check it out. He's got a good personality. I like his, uh, his jam. So there you go. Shout out to Migs. And well, I'm sure you have recommendations for, for stuff for um, podcasts. Yeah. I'm just going to. You know, when you tell me something, I got to do it right away. Because if I don't, oh boy, pod kicker. All right, I'm going to have to like do this other, other, oh, I got it. Uh, yeah, his name is Miguel Luna. Yeah, I know that. What are your recommendations? Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, right now I'm trying to kind of, get as much as I can with podcasts that have to do with uh, cannabis and stuff just because of my new job. So um, I haven't really had a ton of opportunity to, I was trying to actually find ca- Canadian podcasts on it, which was actually proving to be kind of difficult. Um, so I just started to listen to, uh, I think it's, I think I, I downloaded Canna Insider and Cannabis 101 and well, I was listening to Weed and Grub because they're awesome. Um, so I haven't really got a chance to get the full, uh, you know, like download what's going on with those podcasts. But what I heard about about uh, from the Canna Insider so far, it was uh, pretty interesting. And uh, the Cannabis One One seemed kind of funny. And um, yeah, so I don't really have a lot of information on those yet. But, 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 but. Um, one thing I did listen to this week, which I thought was kind of funny was, um, I just have a bunch of random stuff and it's bird note and it talks a lot about birds. And so if you're somebody that's into birds or even not into birds, it's just kind of cool. Cause they like describe different kinds of birds and their habits and all that kind of stuff. And it was talking about how, uh, what happens when birds land in parking lots. And I was just like, oh, yeah, and I really thought about, like, why do birds land in parking lots? Because the initial thing you would think of is, like, probably they are looking for food. You know, like you see seagulls and stuff a lot go uh, scrummaging around for, like, you know, garbage and stuff like that. And But actually what it is is that they think it's bodies of water. So, like, if you see, like, younger birds that are landed in parking lots, it can actually be bad because they might not know that – they don't understand where they are and then they can end up like starving and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, but on the Google news reel that I have, there's like one of the things like, uh, like tell me something I don't know or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it was talking about the, uh, Island of, oh man, Chilliway. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's pretty cool, and I think you'd like it a lot. So it's a Chilean island, and they have over 286 and six different kinds of uh, native potatoes. I have heard Tell Me Something I Don't Know before. I mean, that's... I don't think it's Tell Me Something I Don't Know. It's, it's, a, different, it's a different one. I'll have to look it up, and we can put it in the show notes. But it's... Um, it's something similar to that. But anyways, yeah, this island is really freaking cool, man. Like, that's, like, their huge uh, 
export, I guess, but they have so many different kinds of potatoes. And then it turns out that like whatever the original, um, I don't want to say the original plant, but whatever the original potato genus or whatever it is, like a lot of other potatoes or most other styles or varieties of potatoes actually derive from the particular one that comes from there. And they do so many different kinds of recipes with potatoes. Like it's insane. I like it's, it. It's really cool. And so um, I had looked on this website called Concho y Toro and um, they went into this whole article about, about all, all the different kinds of like potatoes and stuff. And they have like recipe there and stuff. That's really cool. So I thought that would be interesting for you because I was like, we now feel like potatoes. Yeah, sounds like heaven. Mm-hmm. But I do actually have recommendation for shows and for a movie. Okay. May I? Yeah. Okay. So I know like technically we're right at the end of the month and everybody's gone back to school. But we were amiss to not mention the ultimate school movie, in my opinion. Old school. No, that's a great movie. <laughs> and while you might think that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like the ultimate school movie. Isn't he cutting school the whole he time? He is cutting school. So how is that a school well, movie? Well, I don't know, but I think that's what a lot of people would think. And don't get me wrong, that's also a great movie, as is Dazed and Confused, which is also heavily based on like the last day of school, which is awesome. But there's a little gem called Three O'Clock High. Have you ever seen that movie? No, but there's a, I think it's 12 o'clock high. There's no. like a really great Air Force movie from the 50s. Oh, no, this is definitely not the same thing. I think it's 12. I don't, I don't know if it's 12 o'clock high, but that's a really great movie. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen it, if you like, uh, you know, war movies, that's an excellent movie. So, Okay. Well, this movie uh-huh. is based on this guy that goes to school, high school, and... The whole day, he's trying to avoid this fight that this total thug has set him up for because they, mm. you know, they have a conflict earlier in the day. And so it's all how he's trying to figure out how he's going to get out of it and stuff like that. Because obviously, the guy is going to meet him in the lot after school at 3 o'clock. It's really good. And Casey Samasco is like the main character. And I don't know if you remember him, but he was in, oh, man. Is it Young Guns? I think so. Mm. And he's like the guy that goes, I'm a pugilist. And I always, that always <laughs> okay. stuck in my head because I thought it was really funny because he's got like, I think he has like a bunch of chew in his mouth. He's like, I'm a pugilist. And he like squirts out his chew or whatever. But anyways, that, that, mm. I also loved Young Guns. But mm-hmm. Three O'Clock High, excellent, excellent movie. You know, I highly suggest. We should totally watch it once we get past our Halloween movies. Yeah. I'm, you know, I was almost in a fight in high school. Get out of here. I never, I, I've never fought anybody before in my life, but one time I was almost in a fight because it was this bully at school and I won't say his name because maybe he's changed his ways or whatever. I don't want to shit on him, but anybody that went to high school with me knows, probably knows who he is. So, uh, he was insulting my, uh, my girlfriend at the time quite a bit and like just bugging her, like, like. Uh, picking on her or whatever. he liked her. Yeah, probably. And uh, and I told him, like, that's it. Like, you can't do that anymore. 
like we have to fight like because i was i didn't know what else to do like he wasn't going to respond. Not, we have to talk about this. <laughs> we have well, to fight. I mean, I I tried telling him to stop and it wasn't mm-hmm. happening and I didn't know what else to do. So I was like, all right, like, that's it. Like, we're going to meet after school or whatever. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, he was like twice as big as me. He was huge. And I was pretty shrimpy in high school. And I was really scared about it. And, but I was like, well, I already committed. So whatever happens, happens. And I was supposed to go meet him in the woods behind the school or whatever after school. So I was super nervous about it. And I don't think you should be meeting anybody in the woods. I, well, well, you know, that's how it was. Like it was the woods behind school, you know, like that's where everybody like hung out to like drink uh, beers when we were underage and stuff. And like, it was the hangout spot, you know, they used to say we had hippies behind the woods in our school or behind our school in the woods. Okay. (laughs) Like were there actual people hanging out there? There were, but like one of the girls like went back there and found like this ramshackle, like shed with a bunch of porn magazines in there. And then I don't really know. She came out one day, like saying that some guy tried to like grab her because she went in to check it out, and then when she was leaving, some hippie tried to like grab her. And I don't know if that's true or not, but there was like a, uh, I it, it was more like a makeshift shed. It wasn't an actual like you know built properly built um, cabin or anything. Okay. But um, yeah, it just had a bunch of dirty magazines in there. Anyway, we were concerned because we thought we heard that like the bully was going to like smoke up before the fight or whatever. And so he would be like numb to pain and he would be like invincible. Well, he'd probably also have really horrible aim and <laughs> yeah, probably but I didn't, fall asleep before he even started the fight. But I didn't know anything about weed, right? So I was like, oh my God. So you got your brass be, knuckles out? It's going to be so brutal. No, I didn't have brass knuckles. So then um, anyway, so whatever. I show up in the in the woods behind school and he never shows. He just totally flakes on the whole thing. And he stops picking on my girlfriend and was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe he's not so tough or whatever, you know, or whatever. Anyway, fast forward years later, I find out what really happened. And it's crazy because he never told me, but what happened was JP found out that I was going to fight this dude. Uh And so JP went over to him uh, by himself or whatever. Uh And was like, if you fight this guy, I'm going to fucking destroy you. And so we just never showed up because he had, yeah, he had my back the whole time. JP was kind of like our white knight. Like he used to be I could see like that. a skater and then he got like really preppy and then he didn't really fit in with the skaters anymore. And so he ended up in our little ragtag group, but he was like, he, he was such like a different person than all of us. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, really kept his hair really yeah, nice yeah, yeah. and he dressed well and he was super athletic and yeah. like the rest of us were all like math nerds or like just awkward and like just you know and he was like in a whole different league so he was kind of like our our leader and knight in shining armor at the same time but it was really cool that like he didn't it's not it's not like he was like oh i protected you and whatever he did it like that really shows you like where his uh loyalty was yeah his loyalty but also like his um values he didn't need to like uh put his ego into it you know what i mean it shows like his character Mm -hmm. you know which was pretty cool so thanks jp and uh yeah i kind of lost track of what we were talking about 
high school movie. Oh three yeah, I was saying three o'clock. I high. was I was suggesting the high school movie. So and I think I'm going to connect with this movie. Yeah, I I I love this movie. I've seen it a bunch of times, and um, his I think I don't think it's his sister. I can't remember if it's his sister that works in like the student store. Or if it's a girl he likes. Either way, whoever that chick is, I was like, man, she is so cool. Like, I really thought she was like the bee's knees. Wow, that was weird. I don't know why I said that. What am I in, like, 1950? <laughs> She's like the bee's knees. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should resurrect it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, speaking of resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a new Resident Evil movie or show on Netflix, but like it looks like it's animated. First, I was like, "Is that a game?" But then it was on Netflix, so I don't think it's started yet. But what has started is Ratchet, and I'm loving it. And Phil hates it, but well, I love I, it. Okay, I don't hate it. It's just we watched the first episode, yeah, and it made me really uncomfortable. Like, there's I don't want to like it's the opening scenes. Yeah, well, for anybody that doesn't know, it's I don't based. Ruin it, it's but. the backstory of. Um, in the, in the movie, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, there's this like super hardcore, just wackadoodle nurse out there. Um, nurse ratchet, and she's just inherently bad. So this is the backstory of how she, I believe comes to be that way or whatever. It's just like more of a story about her. The only thing was a Sarah Paulson plays the actress and she's, or the character, sorry. And she's really, really great. Um, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Like, um, oh man, I'm totally drawing a blank on who the original actress was, but like in my head, the person that she is compared to the person that we're seeing here. But I'm wondering like what, maybe it's the other way around. Like maybe it's after one flew over Cougar's nest and it's at, anyways, I'm I not sure, but it's really good so far in my opinion, but it is gory. So, um, I mean, slightly gory. I don't find it that gory, but if you're someone that's got a, uh, you know, a trigger for anything related to like mental health issues or, um, blood, maybe, maybe skip it. But yeah, like I don't like seeing a lot of blood and gore and stuff. And it just, it, it, it makes me uncomfortable watching people murder people, but like, it, yeah, it was okay. Well, yeah, I, I mean, still handled it. And um, I'm not a super crazy movie geek. And I don't want to sound like, uh, I, I don't know what the right word would be, but the cinematography in this movie is really good. Yes. And, um, yeah. Like, I'm not a huge movie snob or whatever, but... You're not a cinephile? Like, I just... I don't like dropping the word cinematography. I use that for everything whenever I watch something, and I'm like, wow, that is just beautifully shot. I'm like, the cinematography is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fucking don't have any clue what I'm talking about. But, yeah, like, basically the... It's it's basically the direction of the image. So, that like, the mm-hmm. way that the shots are framed and, like, even uh, how they do those color effects. Yes. And how... Like, obviously, it was directed well. Right. But um, obviously, the director has a really good cinematographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, the acting is all really good. And I want to know what the what the green lighting of the hall means. There's clearly some meaning behind that. And I, and I don't know, is it like as she's walking away from the first time that the, the she come, leaves a room and then 
the hallway she's walking down turns green? Is it because it's like a green light for her? Like, go, this worked. I'm going to, my plan is working. Or is it because of what she just witnessed? She's secretly envious. So she's green with envy. Or is it something else totally entirely different? And I don't sometimes know. it doesn't mean anything. Like I remember. It was deliberately done. Yeah. So I know, it must mean something. I know it was deliberately done, but even if they deliberately did it, it doesn't actually necessarily mean that it means anything. Right. Like I remember I went to, I did a, like a movie class in university mm-hmm. and I wrote a whole paper on the use of color in my favorite movie, In the Mood for Love. Mm-hmm. And even though at that moment I was convinced that there was this whole dynamic between like red and green and like how it meant something in the film and whatever. And like, you know, I got a good mark on my paper, but even in hindsight, after I was kind of out of it, like I reread it a while later and I was like, yeah, I don't think the movie does mean that at all. Like, and I actually read some other articles online where people were talking about the use of color in that movie and like, they're really, I think we were all really grasping at straws. Like sometimes it's just in the eye of the beholder. The you know? only person that's going to know why that was done that way and can answer you truthfully is the person that shot it that way. Yeah. You know, like, or that well, decided it should be shot that way. Like maybe. it's all the people that write in their opinions. Like there's no way you can know a hundred percent if, if it's actually that or not. Right. Well, I don't know if Wong Kar Wai is a listener of this podcast, but if he is, <laughs> I love your movie. And please write to us at fartypooperpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if there is, in fact, a symbology behind uh, green and red in your amazing movie, In the Mood for Love. Yeah, it was very good. I I enjoyed that movie when you suggested that I watch that when we first met. I thought that was really good. Um, And just quickly noting also uh, Killing Eve. I don't remember if I've ever mentioned it here before, but... Um, I really, really like that series. Clearly, you see where my interests lie. Um, well, at least currently, because I do go through phases where, I mean, I, I guess I do really like the kind of dark comedies and stuff like that a lot. But it's not to say that I don't enjoy other kinds of stuff, too. But, um, yeah, I'm, like, just watching the second season of Killing Eve. And Sandra Oh is amazing. And, uh so is uh oh shit now i gotta look up her name um oh my god (laughs) i hate it when i do this is it petra something no not even jesus why do you think her name is maybe because she has an accent in in the show it's jody comer jody comer yeah she's fantastic like the two of those women in that show are so good so good i mean she's villanelle like she is the hit woman she is like the super slinky sexy just complicated like character that she plays and you know like she's she goes around killing people but you want to kind of like be her friend like there's something about it her that just draws you to her it's like the dexter effect Uh, not even because with dexter and i did like dexter at least i I really enjoyed the earlier episodes when it started towards the end i was was kind of like "Ah, now you're doing yeah i like this i liked his sister slash real life uh now (laughs) ex-wife in it or ex-girlfriend or whatever um also can't remember the detective terrible the detective yeah i really liked her character but um 
yeah, no, it's not the same thing because with Dexter, it was kind of more like um, his code. Like he was just all about kind of like uh, justice, like some kind of uber vigilante justice, like doling it out to people he well, deserved to it. justify him killing people. Well, yeah, but they were always bad people, right? Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's okay to do that, but that I'm just saying that was the whole premise of like, he would think somebody was, or he would, you know, find out somebody was another murderer or like. So, a, but is the, the lady in killing Eve, is she just straight up doing it for the money? Is that what it's about? She's no, a woman? no, it's way like, uh, how do I say this without giving away too much? It's way more than that because she's hired to, to do it um, for certain individuals and like it's just like nefarious characters all around right but then sometimes it happens with people and she's she does it out of what she feels is love like she feels like she's doing the right thing it's freaking complicated like the second season really gets into to to that so so, sometimes she kills not for money yeah 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 yeah. well because Okay. I, I don't want to give it. I don't want right. to give it up because yeah, if I say fine. anything, yeah. Anyways, it's 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 pretty good. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So this is our month, uh, our September wrap up episode, and um, I have some interesting information about our podcast stats. Sorry, from the last while. Anyway, um, there was like a weird spike in listeners for one specific episode. Mm-hmm. And I want you to guess if I want to see if you can guess which one it is. Uh, I'll, I'll give you like three choices. Okay. So was sure. it, um, was it phantom penis pain? Was it fart jam or was it reverse mullet? Um, there was a spike. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say reverse mullet. No, it was, it was fart jam for sure. For some reason. (laughs) That's so gross when I hear it. I'm like, man, oh man, oh man. I wonder if someone out there thought, if there were people out there that thought this is a thing, this is the new trendy thing. Fart jam? Well, people are canning and doing all their home preparing preserves for like the apocalypse and the pandemic and all that shit. So like, why not fart jam? Well, there's fart cake. I kind of miss... Cake farts. Cake farts. Actually, fart cake. <laughs> anybody doesn't know what cake farts is, don't go. Well, then don't go googling that. Technically, that's not, that would make it a fart cake after. That's uh, a not safe for work uh, Google search. Yeah, you don't want to be looking so at that at work. Just, just be prepared. If there's any kids listening, uh, don't look up cake farts. Okay. Uh, uh, so I kind of misled you a little bit because the actual title of the episode was Fart Jam: The August Wrap Up. And so this is our September wrap up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to put September wrap up in the title and we'll see if it's really about the farts or it's really about the wrap up. We'll see what, what it is. Okay. But yeah, just, I just thought it was interesting that that one episode just right up to the top Honey. for some reason it just spiked mm-hmm. in listeners. Awesome. Um, and speaking of the fact that we're doing our, our monthly wrap up, we should be talking about our challenges that we made. So every month we create a, well, we say we're going to do a personal challenge for ourselves, and we also do one together. And my challenge was to quit caffeine 
for the month of September. And that was, if you've been listening, you know that it was brutal. It was super, super hard. I had like headaches. I was exhausted. Like it really took me a good week and a half to get past my caffeine addiction. And I've been drinking uh, decaf coffee just because I really like to drink coffee. And I think I'm going to stick with it. Like I really, I like it. I, I, I like decaf coffee. It's fine. Are you going to move over to tea at all? Yeah, um, I, I think just, so. I've been like looking at the at, at the teas, and I'm just like, man, I want to get some loose tea really, 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 really soon. I'm really feeling the fall flavors that yeah. are coming out, even though they don't have a lot of organic teas that are super fall flavor. There's only a few, but um, I'm I'm kind of hesitant to not buy organic tea because of the stuff that can be in it. What? What yeah. do you mean? Why would it be bad to buy organic tea? No, to not buy it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, and obviously I prefer doing the loose tea because, like, I don't really need to be using tea bags. Um, but, yeah, so I, I am looking for a good white tea because I'm not a super big fan of green tea. And, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I might be drinking a little bit of tea, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the no caffeine mm-hmm. and keep drinking decaf coffee and, you know. It's I going, feel going like good. there's, is there, I think there might be caffeine in white tea. Yeah, but I, I'm, it's not the same as drinking half oh. a pot of coffee every okay, day. Okay, right, 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 right. And what was your yeah. personal challenge? Um, my personal challenge was driving. Uh-huh. And um, I've been doing it begrudgingly pretty much every day. And I haven't liked it anymore. The idea behind it I like. Mm-hmm. I like I like I like the moment where I'm grabbing the keys and I'm going out the door. Mm-hmm. But the looming approaching f- quickly fact that I'm going to have to go by myself somewhere literally tomorrow. Yeah. is is terrifying to me. Yeah. Alicia. I don't I have been I am so stressed out right now. Oh my god, I feel like I'm going to cry. This is awful. Yeah, your eyes are, are yeah. getting watery. Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. It. I'm getting, f- I'm getting verklempt. Like my what? throat is what like was that closing word? up. Verklempt. It's like I think it's like a Yiddish word or something. Verklempt. Yeah, uh, like, like I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I feel like that's a good word for what I'm experiencing right now because I'm getting like sad and anxious and everything all at the same time, and like Aww. this choking feeling in my chest and throat, and I. I'm sad because I used to love driving and like, it's really funny because an old, an old, uh, an old friend of mine had mentioned to me once on Facebook, he was like, oh my God, I can't believe you don't drive anymore. Like they used to call me, he, well, he, him and his buddies used to tease me and call me Andretti because I used to drive so fast. And a girl that I used to go to school with, her dad like forbade her to get in the car with me because he used to say that, um, I just like. I imagined the way he described it. I was like Mr. Magoo, and behind me there was like cars going off cliffs and stuff like this. So hopefully I'm not that bad, but I'm so scared now. I just, I don't have any confidence, and I definitely don't have confidence in speed. I I feel like I just, I don't know, man. Like, I do it, and I just can't feel just that feeling of of the joy I used to get from it is completely gone. 
You know, when, whenever I imagine you driving when you were young, I always imagine you in like a Firebird with like a T-top. Oh my God, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Nah, man, we had a, I believe the first car that I drove that we had was an old like tan colored Mazda 323. And then eventually my mom got another Mazda, which was a protege. She was really like into the Mazdas. And so Mazda was my car. Vroom. Oh, was it a Zoom Zoom or a Vroom Vroom? No, a Zoom Zoom. A zoom, zoom. Okay. Obviously yeah. I'm not a Mazda guy. Is that Mazda? Zoom Zoom? Yeah. Um, so I was like I think. super, that was all I ever wanted to drive. And um, I learned on a stick shift and I was totally fine with it. And then years after I had moved to Quebec, I fell in love with, because I never actually had driven a Volkswagen, but I had my heart set on getting a Volkswagen Bug, not the new Volkswagen Bugs. I wanted an old Bug, and then eventually I wanted to like totally Total death soup trap. it up. Ow. <laughs> um, but then somebody that I was seeing had a Volkswagens, and uh, I liked it. I liked driving those cars too. And then I just... But I didn't really get a lot of opportunity to to do that. So then eventually after that, um, I don't even know what the car is that we had after that, but I never drove it. And then, or I think I drove it once. And then you eventually, when you got your license, you bought a Hyundai and like no shade to any of these cars, um, but it's not my preferred uh, car simply because I feel like the goddamn excuse language frame in the front of it just blocks all of my vision on the side i feel closed in if in the front i feel like it's too big and i can't reach like i i i sit rather up like at least it is a comical almost okay uh, like i like to sit straight okay i like to be very straight (laughs) i have never seen anybody sit up so straight in a car before i'm like that all the time Obviously, when you see me sit on our couch, it's impossible to sit like that. I mean, like, we need a new couch. Like, there's, like, springs and shit yeah, going on that are uncomfortable. But but normally, if I go to, like, a movie, except for, well, it's been a long time. Now they've got the ones where the it, it really got me a while to, oh, I can, like, stretch out my legs or whatever. But normally, I, I've always been, like, even at work, I would sit at the very edge of my chair and I would, like, hold my back up really straight and... I just, that's always the way I've been. Like, hold your core and sit very straight. And I'm at a 90 degree angle and I get in this car and I can't reach the goddamn pedals. So then I'm like, I'm like, I feel like that cartoon old lady in Bugs Bunny, I think it is, like, that needs to have it completely moved forward. But now my head touches the ceiling. But because I want to sit straight, I can't do that. So then I have to tilt the seat back. So now I'm like (laughs) trying to sit up straight, not having the seat touch me and and like reaching the pedals like just you're gonna work on your car ergonomics man i don't i don't know anyways and then because i am starting a new job um it seems like the hours are going to be really long for a while so like i'm gonna have to be driving at night and around here it's very very much forest uh forest land i'm gonna say so like you go through these patches where it's just super dark there's a lot of trees there's no lights i don't know it's not like anything i've ever and i mean unless i was driving on the highway um you know when we would drive back to newfoundland but like i'm not used to this 
darkness that are on some of these stretches of road and they're not like you know they're high speed roads and it freaks me out a little bit I'm worried about animals jumping in front of the car and all that stuff like that and yeah I don't know man well Alicia's first day at work is tomorrow so one way or another she's driving by herself and I've yet to go by myself anywhere I know so we'll see it's going to be sink or swim I, well, it can't be. Stu- the <laughs> unfortunate thing is if it's sink, that's not going to work out for no, me. No, you'll be okay. Alethea is hard on herself, but she's actually been doing a lot of practice, and she actually is a very safe driver. I don't ever have to tell her that there's, like, super dangerous stuff or whatever. I'm just nitpicking because I'm such a perfectionist, but she's actually a very good driver. I just, I literally trust nobody around me, which makes me super nervous. makes you a And I'm like that in my life. I don't trust anybody. So, like, it's just, it's just complicated. I just don't like this tension. My poor back and neck is just shot from all the tension I'm carrying there. Well, we also had a couples challenge and so bad we were supposed to be eating dinner at the dinner table and and i had cleared off the dinner table Uh it's you know it's it's got quite a bit of clutter on it right now but um we have like our podcasting gear on here and yeah that's not that's fine that stuff can get moved out of the way it's more because there's like there's not even that much stuff there really isn't even that much stuff to just pick up and put out of the way i think what happened was just that you know, like I had the interview for this job. So then I got out all this, you know, the stuff that I wanted to read. And like, I just, you know, like I put that there and then you got a package. And so the package to the package is there. And then I was like, oh, there's my Jack yeah. Daniels sun hat. Let me throw that there because I'm not going to be wearing that anymore. I got to put that away. And like, oh, here I have a dentist receipt. Let me okay. throw that. Well, bottom line <laughs> is we ate dinner, I think, one time. At the kitchen table for September. So we failed big time. And so we're going to re-challenge ourselves, Mm -hmm. just renew, re-up the eating at the dinner table challenge. So I feel like, I feel like when you went on evenings, that's where stuff started to degenerate. Did. Yeah. Is that that right? The right word? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what happened because I was here by myself. So I was like, I'm not going to sit here alone. And, you know, I'd wait to like super late to like just grab something quick and then I'd end up doing it in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. Boop, boop. Not good. My challenge for October is going to be um, to get to bed earlier and do try and get in like an hour of reading before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I understand like sometimes I will be working night shift and I won't be able to do that necessarily, but... I'm going to try as best I can. And the days where I am working night shift, I'm going to try to actively like maybe I'll do some reading when I have some coffee in the morning or something instead, you know, and try and uh, just do it earlier in the day because I know that I'm not going to be doing it later maybe. So I'm going to try and do that because I finally did finish our book club book (laughs) back from June. Yeah. Um, And now Alethea just has to read it and then we'll finally be able to do book club. Because as you told me that, I had finished, man, I'm really digging these Ruth Ware books. I'm like super, they're just like these mystery, really like relatively quick reads. And um, I just finished, uh, oh my God, The Dark Woods or something. Um, And when you told me that, uh, Cabin 10 came up. Okay. And, uh, in my library hold. I have a lot of books on hold, so I can't sleep on them when they become available. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one popped up, and so now that's what I'm reading. And then when that's done, 
I will try. Yeah. Because I also have a uh, a Neil Gaiman book, audiobook that came up. And it's a book that I read before, but I'm going to I'm going to uh I'm going to re-listen to it, but I don't like to do that when I'm in bed cuz then I feel like we, it's weird to just kind of sit there and I have a hard time with audiobooks. Book. Like I'm I doing, doing um that um how to how to beat a pandemic or whatever. How not to die in a pandemic? Uh, how to survive a pandemic how to survive a pandemic by dr gregor Mm -hmm. and i got that one in audiobook form and it is awkward because it's not like a podcast where you can kind of listen to it in the background while you're doing something else necessarily Yeah, you need to pay attention like if you don't pay attention like you're gonna get lost especially since that's a dense book like he's talking about like research statistics and all kinds of stuff so not the kind of thing you can even listen to driving because like you really need to have your your focus on well, what he's saying if you want to take away the information yeah but like like when you get more used to driving mm-hmm. you you're you don't need to spend as much brain power on driving so like i feel like i could listen to it driving but i don't have a commute so like i don't even have that option really so yeah you basically have to sit there and listen to the book and then you're like what do i look at or like what do i close my eyes or do i stare at the wall like this it gets it's kind of awkward so um, I'm not sure if audiobooks are going to work for me, but um, yeah, I'm working through How Not to Diet, the Dr. Greger book, and I'm really liking it a lot. There's so much cool information in there cool. and like learning all the science behind it really encourages me to improve my diet. So, Well, speaking of diet, mm-hmm. I just heard today on the uh, Cannabis 101 podcast, they were talking about there's going to be, uh, well, there is a company in New Zealand, Sustainable Foods, that just came out with... Uh, some new hemp-based fake meat, which is very interesting. Oh. So I I know there's burgers out there with, like, hemp seed burgers or whatever, but this is, like, um, they're not trying to recreate the texture of meat or anything like that, but, like, hemp hemp is such a nutrient-dense, I don't want to use the word superfood, but it's a very nutrient-dense food that... Uh, this is pretty cool. I'm like excited. I don't know how long it's going to take for us to see it here, but I'm all about, you know, I like making stuff homemade, but when you can get things that are hopefully will not have a bunch of extra stuff added to it and it'll be healthy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Do you know in New Zealand what they call uh, nutritional yeast in New Zealand? Yeah. They call it savory yeast flakes. Oh, yeah. Well, technically, and it's also, I guess that's exactly what it is. It's also known as uh, Brufax. Brufax? Or Brufax. It's with Brufax. one F, so it, it makes me think it's Brufax. Brufax. Cool. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's like a New Zealand-specific thing um, because I do have like my uh, uh, vitamin B12 moment of the week, vegan tips of the week, but... I want to hear what your personal challenge is for the month first. Oh, God. Well, I have so many. I have so much challenge already. I feel my life is filled with challenges right now. (laughs) Well, you're starting a new job. That's my big challenge right now is to just kind of get in. It's, It's a really big change for me. I mean, I haven't really been working steadily for I had a year off intentionally and then i haven't been working this year um regularly i was temping somewhere and uh i decided that it 
wasn't really the place for me. And it wasn't like I had always intended on finding something to supplement my hours anyways. And I had it in my head that I could like get two or three things on the go so that, you know, I could just do different stuff or whatever. But um, when I saw the opportunity to get involved with the cannabis industry and uh, being a part of something so awesome, I decided to kind of try my hand at that. And yeah, and so I'm hoping it'll work out. I'm excited, but I'm also super scared because like it's for me, it's like, you know what I feel, how I felt about going to school on the first day. And like, that's kind of the way I feel. I'm nervous and scared and I, I said to you, I feel a little, little bit like imposter syndrome. Like I'm super upfront about being not knowing very much about anything and having to be, I want to say green, pardon the pun, but, um, you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> um, you know, so I didn't try to like come off as being some kind of guru or anything, but, uh, you know, I do have managerial background and stuff. So hopefully I can bring some positive things to this place. Yeah. And the staff seem super awesome. Like they seem, the owners seem really great and friendly. And I'm really excited, um, but also scared. Yeah. As a biased third party, I feel like you're going to be awesome. And that this is a super awesome fit for you. And I think it's going to be great. So I think that's a good personal challenge for the month, just to focus on your new jam yeah and i kind of want to i just want to be back in that positive place you know i feel like i feel like i was going through a lot of negative things and it kind of like became such a part of my personality and then i had come here with the intention of recreating or rediscovering myself and then somehow i just kind of got sucked back into that again and then i was like oh god I don't want this. And then now I just want to kind of find my, find my way again. Cool. I like it. So on, it's not, it's kind of an awkward uh, segment, a segue now, but yeah, for my B12 moment. Oh yeah. Shit. Sorry. We're talking about Nooch. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We were talking about <laughs> oh, Nooch. Oh, cause you skipped him. I was like, how did we get on? Yeah. Well, it's cause you brought up New Zealand and I was like, right, oh, I've fair. got an, I've got a Nooch fact about New Zealand. Um, but yeah. So everybody take your B12. And my vegan tip of the week is Nooch, which is our nickname for, well, all vegans' nicknames for nutritional yeast. Um, I recently had a potluck at work and I made a shepherd's pie and I put, uh, I sprinkled nutritional yeast on the top of my shepherd's pie and it went in the oven and then it made like kind of a crispy topping. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, what's this? crispy stuff on top it's good or whatever and it's good and i'm like oh it's it's nooch and they're like what i'm like nutritional yeast and they're like what and i'm like oh yeah that's right it's like this weird thing that nobody's ever heard of i don't understand how the hell in the culinary world is this not more popular regardless of whether you're vegan or not this is a freaking amazing i saw it in the grocery store all the time i had no idea what it was yeah so uh, nutritional yeast is, um, is, it basically comes in flake form and it can be fortified or not fortified, but just keep in mind, like from our original episode about B12, that if nooch is fortified, uh, heat is going to destroy that. So if you are baking with it and like cooking with it with heat, um, the, like you're going to lose all that fortification anyways. And 
I'm just going to throw in there. Actually, there's a lot of times when you buy like protein supplements and stuff like that, they'll have recipes on the back of the package or like maybe on their site and they'll be like, oh, muffins and da 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 But you need to keep in mind that it does actually, often heat does actually kill off a lot of the... Yeah, you shouldn't be using protein powder in the oven um, because you are destroying a lot of the stuff that you're paying probably pretty good money for. Yeah. So... Yeah, because it ain't cheap. Um, as much it is, as it is kind of cool to think to yourself, oh, I'm going to make protein muffins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's, it's really about the heat effects. So anyway, but, uh, we shouldn't really be concerned about the fortification of Nooch because everyone should just be taking a B12 supplement. Um, because again, like we already covered, if you did want to just get your B12 from fortified foods, you would need to eat a ton of Nooch. Like it would be a ridiculous amount of Nooch. Um, so anyway, uh, Nooch has a pretty strong, nutty, cheesy flavor. So it's used uh, in a lot of vegan and other recipes for cheese supplementation, replacement, whatever, uh, because we don't eat cheese. And so you can make some really awesome like cheesy sauces and dips and things. Um, and also even like what I did, like just by sprinkling it on top to make kind of like a topping or... Sometimes we'll have like a meal, uh, especially pasta meals, and we'll mm-hmm. just sprinkle nooch on top. Yeah, you like, can use it instead of Parmesan. Yeah, instead of Parmesan cheese. Sure. So uh, it's super versatile. Um, if you are looking for it, again, don't worry about buying uh, fortified B- uh, B12 nooch. If it's more expensive, it doesn't really matter. And generally we get our nooch at Bulk Barn. I, I find that's the best deal. Mm-hmm. So. so now if someone says... Hey, do you want some nooch? You'll know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's the wrap-up of the month, so we have to announce our charity pick. And it's my turn. So uh, my uncle actually has ALS, and he recently celebrated his birthday. So I wanted to donate to the ALS Society of Canada. Um, I didn't really know much about ALS before, except that I knew that, uh, some athletic star named Lou Gehrig had it. Yeah. ALS is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Stephen Hawking famously had ALS. My dad passed away from ALS. Yeah. And so, but not a ton of people are, uh, you know, it's not like a super common disease compared to like the big ones like cancer and stuff. So not a tunnel is known about it, but like when you do learn about it, it, it really impacts Mm -hmm. your thoughts about it. Like it's a, just a horrible, horrible disease. And, uh, not that it's better to survive longer necessarily, but like, uh, cases like Stephen Hawking are exceedingly rare. Like we're talking just a couple percentage of people with ALS end up living, uh, for a really long time. Most people with ALS die within three to five years. Um, and 10% of ALS uh, patients live approximately 10 years after first showing symptoms. Um, so I, I don't want to be a super pooper about this, but um, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. And watching my uncle go through it, it's been really tough. And, you know, uh, you lose a lot of your mobility. Yeah, and you basically become a prisoner of your own body. Yeah. And there's not, um, like you're saying, there's, it's, it's just because there's no, it's not like you can say, oh, this is a genetic thing that you got or, oh, yeah, it's not genetic. you like caught this from, so, there's like, there's, 
it's all, there's no specific reason as to yeah they don't understand where yeah. it comes from there's no treatment it's for it scary. it's it's really sad and uh yeah. it sucks so that's my pick for the month you can read about als online and um yeah, don't be too bummed about it, but it is really intense and serious, and I think it's a definitely a worthy cause. And I did look up um, all the stats and stuff on the ALS Society of Canada, and they actually have a really good rating as far as charities are concerned. You know, you like you guys know me, when I tried to do my water donation and then all the stuff came up and I had to switch. <laughs> so this one's really good. They've actually reduced their... Um, administrative costs significantly over the last few years. So the administrative costs are like 4% and then they spend uh, like 22% in uh, promotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. So 74% of the money that you donate to the ALS Society of Canada goes straight to research programs and other stuff. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty I'm not going to name the charity, but there was one recently that, um, I, a organization that I follow and they do great work and everything. Um, and they were offering to send out free stickers to, you know, a certain number of individuals. I think don't, I I don't want you to say say who it was. And I was like, Hey, should we, should I send in my, my email address so I can get a free sticker? And then I'm like, or is that ridiculous? Cause then they're going to have to like put it in an envelope and it's a waste of paper and like, then have it mailed and da, 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 da. And feels like, like it's a waste of resources. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, I'm kind of torn because on the one hand I get it. It's because you want to promote yourself. So if it was something like that, you could put on your car where people would see it, it might make them be like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to check them out or I want to, I want to donate to them or whatever. But I don't feel you necessarily get the same power with a sticker because yeah i don't know i don't know man like you're gonna it's not like you're gonna put it on what like a book or something i i don't know anyways it just it kind of made me think i didn't end up i didn't end up asking for it but i i do see where you're coming from it's kind of like yeah how much money was i mean but then we're assuming that they actually had to pay people we don't know maybe that was done completely by volunteers that were oh, like donating right like so i don't want to assume either but it definitely made me think twice about when places are offering to give free stuff there's another huge organization that sends a lot of at least they used to a lot of calendars and uh flyers and all kinds of stuff like that and i really don't understand why so much money was put into that when so much of it can be web-based right now like it it actually turned me off from donating to them because i was like your cause might be great but like i don't i don't like where all this all this stuff is that you're constantly sending me was going in the garbage anyways. I mean, you're going to send me a calendar halfway through the year. (laughs) And also like, I don't need, there's a calendar on my phone. Like I, yeah, maybe if I had a business and I was putting it up on the wall or something, but like, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, but, um, yeah, I mean, self-promotion is kind of a necessary evil for charities and stuff. I mean, I understand that they have to have some budget for, uh, like getting the word out and whatever, but, Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely I would hope that they would be using social media as much as possible Mm -hmm. and trying to promote it in like lower cost ways and whatever, but we'll see. I mean, when I make a donation to them, 
we'll see if they start sending us a bunch of junk in the mail or not. Like, and I'll, I'll report back. But um, I also looked up uh, salaries for the employees. There's like 30 mm-hmm. full-time employees there. And a super huge red flag for me for any charities when I see that like the board of directors is making like 500 grand or a million dollars or like crazy amounts of money to manage the charity. And like, obviously you want to get really great people managing the foundation or whatever, but I just, I feel like that's way too much money to be paying people for a charitable cause because it's taking away so much money. So yeah, there is one person at the ALS Society of Canada that's making between two hundred dollars and $250,000 a year, which I can only assume is like the president or whatever. And there's a couple people making over $100,000, which I can only assume are like professionals, like accountants and lawyers and whatever. And so that seems reasonable to me. I think that's totally acceptable. And uh, anyway, I looked into it and I feel comfortable donating to them. So I'd encourage everybody else to check it out. And uh Yeah. Shout out to my uncle Richard. Happy birthday. Um, we also for October, well, just recently we on the Patreon episode, we announced that we were releasing our new playlist. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell people about it? Sure. Um, what did we decide on? Did we decide cozy on poopers. cozy poopers? Yeah. yeah, we were kind of like flip flopping on because I think we originally said moody poopers and I was like cozy poopers. And it's funny because after this whole debate that we had over it, I'm like, oh, maybe we should have went with moody poopers. But basically, it's like a blend of it'll be a blend of music that you would want to listen to in your cabin or when you're cozy with or your when one you're, with your onesie on. When you're onesie on or, or if you're like curled up reading a book and you, I don't know, like you're feeling nostalgic or you're feeling a little melancholy or whatever. Cause it's okay to feel like that sometimes. And I feel like, you know, but you could equal, equally be like, Hey man, I'm going to have a whiskey and listen to some cool, uh, I'll tell you know, who you're going like to listen to. You're going to listen to Coulter wall and the song sleeping on the blacktop. Because I've been saving that song for a long time. I've been waiting for this playlist. Is that the Hey Darling song? No. My God, I've had that song in my head. I have no idea what it is. I can't get it out of my head. I, I don't know what that, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, Coulter Wall, Sleeping on the Blacktop. I believe he's a Canadian. Um, Well, he may not be a Canadian, but if he's not Canadian, it's really weird. Because when I look through his other songs, he's got quite a few songs that talk about like Saskatchewan and like Manitoba and like uh, Canadian stuff. So if he's not a Canadian, then he's a huge Canadian fan. So is it, it's kind of slow, right? But it's got like a dunk, 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 dunk. It's the, it's the song I played for you when we were out, uh, we were walking Memphis the other day. He absolutely doesn't say, Hey darling in it. And you no, and you and I were, we were having this huge discussion on what to call the playlist. Right. I know. And then I, I, I just whipped I out my phone and I played the song to give you like the vibe I was oh going God. for. I can't, I, I know it just, it drives me crazy when I have like a piece of a song in my head uh-huh. and I'm like, what is this song and why is it in my head? So moving forward, um, we can either, cause we pick a song every show. So mm-hmm. we can either pick songs for our original happy poopers playlist, or you can pick songs for the cozy poopers. There's no, there's no rules. You can add the song to whatever playlist you want, but I'm going to be focusing on. Yeah, me cozy too. Poopers, I'm going to try to will. focus. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I got um, uh, the one that you love, which is by LP. And it's very kind of 
It's a little sexy song. Oh, it's sexy. It's kind of cozy by the fire. Okay. Like yeah. Barry White style? No, it doesn't sound anything like Barry White. Okay. But I don't know. I kind of, I think it's a sexy song. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this Cozy Boobers playlist. I think it's going to be great. So, um, yeah, send in your recommendations if anybody has any songs you want to recommend. And um, the other thing is for October, the reason why we had our special intro there, I was going to mention this at the beginning of the episode because it would make the most sense to you talk about it at the beginning. You have to understand, our process is you get on the train and you start the train and I jump off of the train and throw something on the tracks to derail the train and then you get it back on the right track okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I lost that analogy but you know I like what I'm it. saying yeah I, I, I'm scooping, scooping what you're pooping you're scooping what I'm pooping alright um, for October um, and the reason why we were using the other intro song is because we're going to try and do spooky stuff and talk about yeah um, you know ghost stories or other spooky things and we are going to have a guest on the show and we're going to be talking about vampires so that's going to be coming up and oh, and we're, we should be making recommendations of spooky podcasts. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I didn't even think lots. of that. Um, we've been, yeah, we've been really busy watching tons of vampire movies, including some really cheesy. Oh my god! Movies. Oh my god! So yeah. we're gonna have yeah. a lot to talk. about. We need to have a rating system. Oh, because and and like like we need to like pick out pivotal moments in each film. But there was one, and I won't give it away now. But there's one we didn't make it through. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my due diligence and get through it because it's, it's a gem. Okay, <laughs> I'm convinced. Um, and actually, uh, the guest that we're bringing on is a guy I know from high school, and I remember one time when I was pretty young. Like I guess I don't know if I was a tween or a teen or whatever, but um, Blair Witch came out. <laughs> and so I can work backwards through time if I oh look this God. up. I'm sorry. You're like, I don't know if I was a teen or a tween when Blair Witch came out. And I was like, I was already after doing a year of university. And I already <laughs> lived alone in Quebec. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable with our age difference. but You don't even notice it anymore now. No. And Alethea is such a vibrant exuberant I'm person sprightly. yeah she is sprightly she says that all the time um uh yeah so we had this slumber party at jp's house in his basement and i don't remember everybody that was there but definitely like you know tim and jeff and jp obviously and whatever anyway uh, clayton clayton was there and clayton's our guest and we were watching blair witch which at the time like freaked us the fuck out like it was a scary movie and I think JP had this idea. But you knew it wasn't real. No, we didn't. We didn't know anything wasn't real. We were like scared teens or whatever, you know, like, I mean, I guess I sort of knew it wasn't real, but like I, I get, I'm pretty sensitive to scary movies, you know, um, especially like witchcraft stuff, because I don't know what it is. Something about like aliens and crazy monsters are just so out there. But mm -hmm. then like witchcraft is a little bit like. Right. Because it has to deal. It, it has to do with summoning stuff from the dark Lord and demons and stuff like that. It's scary because you deep down don't know if, if that's true or not. It's not true. Anyway. You don't know that. That's why you get scared. Anyway. So I think 
JP had this idea, but he wanted to make. Um, I I don't have to worry about spoiler spoiler alerts. If anybody hasn't seen Blair Witch by now, like just shame on you. So um, he had this idea to make uh, the Blair Witch stick uh, men or whatever, and put them up like around the basement or whatever. And so. Oh my God. Um, while nobody knew or whatever. So what we did was me and him snuck away and like we made, I don't, I, we made a couple, um, Blair Witch stick figures to prepare for later. Right. But then what happened is we were ready to like, cause we were already, we already had pranking in our mind. Mm-hmm. So then we were prepared to like lay out these stick figures and then Clayton went to the bathroom and then all of a sudden it was the spark and we decided, okay, Clayton's gone to the bathroom. And in his basement, the bathroom is literally immediate. Like the door to the bathroom is uh, like immediately connected to this room that we were all like the living room in the mm-hmm. basement. And so when he would open the door from the bathroom, he would be in the room that we were all in already. It's not like he had to go down a hall or anything. He would be immediately there. And so as soon as he went to the bathroom, all of us organized and we all stood in the corners, facing the corners oh, of the room. And then like one, we had like an extra person. So that person was like lying down on the floor, pretending to be dead or something. And so we were all like just, and we had all like all the lights off and stuff. It was super creepy. And then Clayton came out of the bathroom and he was like, hello, hello. And then like, he didn't see us in the corners right away, I don't think. So he saw the person on the ground. He went up to the person on the ground and like they didn't respond. And then he looked at the people in the corners. And then I don't remember what happened. Like, but I I think we scared him. But like, um, it seems to me, I mean, maybe in the moment, but I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, guys, like if everybody suddenly did that, I you know, know, but it was maybe there's like one person and everybody else was gone. Yeah. I would be freaked out. And then later on, we put up the um, the stick figures or whatever, and I'm pretty sure some people got freaked out because they didn't know where they came from, oh. and like, you know, we thought we had like we had like made fun of Blair Witch, then Blair Witch was coming to get us, kind of thing, or yeah. like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, it's been a long time since I felt that way, like had like a spirit of uh, pranking or a spirit of fear or like you know. It's kind of like it gets your blood going and Well, whatever. I apparently am going into an area that has ghosties. Oh yeah, that's true. You gotta collect your ghost stories and so, save them. Yeah, I don't have a ton of ghost stories or anything like that. I'm just when the when I went to uh give my notice at my template that I was working at, um, they happened to mention that that area, uh, there used to be like right where the bar is, there used to be a restaurant there, I think. And the upstairs, um, there was supposed to be like the ghost of somebody's grandmother that was up there. Okay, don't say too many spoilers because you got to go no, and no, do no, some no, recon. No, 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 I know. Well, obviously, that I'm going to do recon. Like, if there's anything, I will I will share. But I'm just telling you, this was just like a quick thing that was sent to me. And like Phil had given me a book about the uh, ghosts of Vancouver Island. Yeah. So I've been reading that and I was kind of like, oh man, there's nothing around here or whatever. But apparently there are a few things around here. So cool. Um, if I have anything, I will definitely report back. Um, but yeah, I was like, ooh. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, stay tuned because we're going to be bringing that. <gasps> oh, oh okay. you have something else? No, well, I guess I'll save it. But I, was just, I wanted to tell the story that the lady told me when I went in to give my notice. Really, really bad. Ooh, really, really bad. Yeah, you should save it. it. You, should totally, you should totally save it. So, okay, I'm afraid I'll forget. 
Okay, write it down. No. All right, so. Who are you talking to? That's not me. <laughs> I'll write it down. I don't prepare for somebody. So anyway, October is going to be fun. Um, Ooh, look if, at the time. 17-17. Woo. Isn't that good luck? Well, I didn't say it was bad luck. It's just whenever it's like the, the repetitious digits like that, that's always Make cool. Make a wish? Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about October. It's going to be fun. If you have any of your own, uh, hometown ghost stories or spooky encounters or things that happen to you that you want to share, feel free to write to us at partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if it's super cool and you want to, I could always, uh, find a way to get a recording from you so we could, uh, put a little clip in the episode or something and find us on Instagram at partypooperpodcast and, um, on our Patreon, uh, you can find that in the show links and don't forget about all the recommendations we gave. We'll put a whole bunch of links in the show notes, so oh, don't, don't have to worry about it. Recommendations for us too. I had to come up with it. I'll pay, I, they just told me today they're probably going to do Halloween costumes or they are doing Halloween costumes for work. So now I, I need help. Oh, and don't forget if you're a cinematographer or something and have insights on <laughs> uh, ratchet all the or, colors. or, uh, uh, in the mood for love or whatever, please contact us. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Boo. Bye. Holy moly, are you still here?
Yeah, I played the entire song because I, I paid good money for that clip. So, And I really like it. I thought it was really it, good. I really like it too. It makes me so, want to dance. Since you made it all the way here, it means you liked it too. So awesome.